Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. Hey everyone, thanks for listening and I'm excited to have guest Tim Church on today. He's part of the three Tims involved with your financial pharmacist and Tim and the rest of the guys have just developed a course to help students and post-grads um, with their student loans. So student loans have now hit uh, a new record of $1.5 trillion dollars. Um, And so that is something that is top of mind for a lot of people. And you can head over to my website, www.pharmacyadvisory.com slash student loan course. And it's got a link taking you over to the Your Financial Pharmacist student loan course. So really exciting to have all of that online and people can go check it out as they are ready. All three Tims will be teaching, and in this episode, you'll hear more about Tim Church, who is also a pharmacist at the VA down in Palm Beach, Florida. All right, so today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast, Tim Church. Tim received his PharmD from Northeast Ohio Medical University and completed his residency down in Florida at the VA, where he is practicing full-time as a clinical pharmacy specialist in West Palm Beach in a primary care clinic with a focus on chronic disease management. Tim has his BCAP, or Board Certified Ambulatory Care, pharmacist and is a CDE uh, or certified diabetes educator. Tim, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thank you, Hillary, for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background, maybe you can fill in any gaps from the intro and maybe share a little bit more about your personal life. Sure. So, As you mentioned, I graduated in Ohio from Northeast Ohio Medical University, and that was in 2011. And basically, I said, I've been in Ohio my whole life, and I've had enough of the snow. So I decided to take my talents down to Florida and wanted to do a first-year residency at the VA there in West Palm Beach and liked it so much that I decided to stay on board. So it was very fortunate that they had a job for me and and for a while it was it's been a great position because i really enjoyed interacting with patients and following them over time in an ambulatory care setting and so it's been a great practice environment well so tim tell us a little bit more about your role with the va in west palm beach um you know you've obviously done some additional uh school to you know it takes many hours to get a CDE. Maybe you can share a little bit more about that and um, your journey to getting your your board certification as an ambulatory care pharmacist too. So I've always had an interest in diabetes management. Even when I was in school and going through rotations, I always felt there was just tremendous opportunity for pharmacists to have a huge impact in patients' care, not only with medication selection, but just 
teaching them how to take care of themselves with the disease and educating them on all the things that they can be doing to help make a positive impact. And that's been great for me because that's probably about 70% of my practice is seeing patients with diabetes, managing their medications, ordering labs, and making sure that they get the proper follow-up with all the other medical providers that are necessary for their care. And that's really why I decided to take it a step further and, and become a certified diabetes educator, which at the time when I took received the credential, it required a thousand hours of practice management in addition to some continuing education and then also a written exam to go along with that. Oh, wow. Uh, that is that is certainly a big commitment, but... Um, as you mentioned, we definitely want to have uh, people who are highly trained and able to really provide the best care that they can, uh, particularly to diabetic patients. Um, it's very precise, and, and a lot of it is doing the education and, and training, so that's very impressive. And Tim, you mentioned that you were ordering labs. Um, tell us a little bit more about what it's like to practice in the VA system, because uh, that is a little bit of a unique practice setting. And uh, could you tell us more about that? And then do you all have existing collaborative practice agreements? Um, just share a little bit more about the practice setting in the VA. Sure, I'd love to. Well, before I had any experience with the VA, I didn't know how much authority and all of the things that pharmacists could do within the VA system. I had heard about it, but until I actually got into my residency and started practicing in some of the clinics, I thought it was just an amazing experience and opportunity. So one of the things is operating under the federal government in our guidelines, we actually operate under a scope of practice. And so within the hospital system, we're recognized as a mid-level provider. And essentially, we can prescribe medications, order labs under our own name that is within the disease states that we manage. And so essentially, anything that, that we're comfortable with doing that's inside of that realm, we're able to do so with the exception of controlled substances, which, by the way, I wouldn't want to do that anyway, <laughs> And so there's really, uh, it's a great practice environment and something when I was in school that I didn't even know much about. And really, in my opinion, it allows to take all of the training and experience and, and really put it into practice. Yeah, certainly. I've had some rotations uh, in the VA setting, but have not ever worked there. And I know that, that many pharmacists really enjoy that. And with the flexibility of not having to be licensed in every single state. So that is that still the case where if you're, you know, got your pharmacist license in Ohio under the federal regulations that the VA operates under, you would not necessarily have to be licensed in Florida or the other state that you're practicing in. Is that correct? Yeah, you're absolutely right. So that's one of the benefits. And for the first couple of years, when I moved from Ohio to Florida, I didn't even have a Florida license. And I was really just practicing under the one in Ohio. And because at the time I wasn't doing working anywhere else outside of the government, it really wasn't necessary at the time. I eventually went on and got a 
Florida license because I did some part-time work in a hospital, but it's definitely great and offers a lot of flexibility, especially if you want to travel or move to another state that has a VA facility and an opening. Absolutely. And Tim, you mentioned that you're having some side jobs and things and uh, you're definitely a hustler. So I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, And I I too do some moonlighting uh, in addition in a retail pharmacy setting. So I enjoy being able to experience a variety of practice settings and just to keep all of those skills sharp and uh, make a little extra cash, which uh, leads right in to your role with your financial pharmacist. So Tim, you're an author and a co-creator of Your Financial Pharmacist. You guys have a, a podcast. Tell us a little bit more about, you know, what is your financial pharmacist? I know we've talked with Tim Ulbrich on here before, uh, but it's been a little while. So just tell us more about how you got involved and how that all got started. Sure. And and honestly, when I think about it, it, it's kind of amazing how I even got involved and got to that point with doing that. But going back to the time that I graduated in 2011, I had about $200,000 in student loan debt, which was a combination of undergrad and pharmacy school. And I didn't think that was enough debt. So I took on a $26,000 car loan to get a Honda Accord. Hmm. And so there I was with a quarter million dollars in debt, starting out my pharmacy career. And at that time, I had two hours of personal finance education from the school. So I was definitely prepared to take on the world and take on my finances. Not really. So for a while, it just kind of felt normal. You know, everybody else, all of my colleagues, they had large student loan debts, but we were always under the impression that, well, we're going to make a great income. So it's going to go away very quickly. But the reality is, is that with taxes and all of other competing priorities, that it makes it a very difficult situation, especially when you get accustomed to a large income right from the start. What If you're transitioning right from school to a job or going from residency to a job. And it was one night when I was sitting in a pre-marriage class with my future wife, and I just came to this realization that I wasn't making very good decisions with money. And that really the reality was, is I was broke and not making good moves to get myself in a better situation. So I took it at that time to really educate myself, sort of reading books and podcasts and things like that. And finally, I started to get some traction. I said, wow, I'm, I'm finally paying off some debt. I'm saving some money. And, you know, it's like when you read a really good book, you just have to share that information with everybody. And that's exactly how I felt. I said, wow, I said, I got to tell everybody. And eventually, you know, I started talking to my colleagues and other people about personal finance because I just became very passionate about that. And so what I had, what I had realized is that Tim Albrick, who was my professor in Ohio, actually had started the blog, the Your Financial Pharmacist blog in 2015. And so I was very interested in that. And at that time, I wasn't involved with YFP or your financial pharmacist, but I reached out to him and I said, hey, you know, I felt like I didn't get enough 
information when I was a student, what do you think about writing, coming up with a resource or writing a book for pharmacists with the focus? And he was on board. And so we started that process in 2016 and eventually published Seven Figure Pharmacists. And that came out in March of last year. And essentially, once we wrote that book and we started getting a lot of good feedback, that's when I got involved with your financial pharmacist and started to help grow that company into what it is today. And so essentially, you know, our mission is to help pharmacists achieve financial freedom. And we do that through the blog. We do that through the podcast, through speaking events, and then also through a lot of our other free resources, such as our guides and checklists. And that's essentially what we're trying to accomplish is we're trying to get personal finance education information out there to as many students, residents, and pharmacists as we can. Well, it is much needed, and that's such an incredible story um, to hear. And I know that you know more and more students. Uh, you see this on the news. You see it when you're talking with with students uh, that student loans are a, a big deal. And so I'm glad to have a resource out there for people as they're um, getting started. And you guys have had, you know, some really great success. I know uh, I'd seen somewhere that the seven figure pharmacist had sold, you know, over 700 copies in six weeks. So really great information. And you guys also have a new online course available. Is that right? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So we just launched the student loan course for pharmacists because we felt like this is just a great need that's out there. And although the book talks about management of student loans to some degree, it doesn't get into all of the detail that's out there. And so we wanted to put together a step-by-step approach for pharmacists to, to get to a point where they say, okay, I know exactly the amount of money that I owe. So you get a, a good inventory of your loans and also figuring out a budget and how student loans fit into that. But what the goal is, is for someone to be able to walk away and say, I know the best strategy for me that's not only going to save me the most money, but also something that aligns with my goals. Because, you know, as you know, Hillary, student loans are not the only thing in your life and the only thing that that you're going to be focusing on. I mean, there's a lot of other things that are involved with your family, with investing, home buying. And so we try to put together a lot of great information combined with the student loans so people can just feel confident and have a sense of relief knowing that they're on the right path. Absolutely. Well, this has got to be a really incredible resource because um, it's, you know, available online. So people can take it on demand um, and then really dig deep into some of those um, questions and learning. So it's kind of like Dave Ramsey's uh, Financial Peace University, but focused on for pharmacists. So uh, I'm really excited about this new course, uh, this student loan course, and I'm really proud of all the work that you guys have been doing. Um, so how will, will people, um, I guess, hear more about it or how could they uh, get you guys to actually come and speak and maybe um, 
work with you one-on-one? Are there opportunities for that? Sure, definitely. So we've actually, between the the three TIMs, so for those, those of the listeners that don't know, there's three TIMs on the YFP team. Um, so between the, the, the three of us, we've actually spoken at over 20 schools over the past two years, which has just been a great experience. Most of that has been done by Tim Albrick, um, who's been kind of speaking over the past couple of years. But if, if a school or, or state organization, I, I just got back recently from Nebraska. I was speaking at the Nebraska Pharmacists Association, but we do do speaking events at schools and organizations. But if you go to our website at yourfinancialpharmacist.com, and if you hover over the about button, there's actually a form that you can fill out uh, to request one of us to come and speak. Awesome. Well, Tim, with with everything that's that's going on in healthcare, um, we'll switch gears a little bit. Um, how do you stay current with what's going on in healthcare, and you know, more specifically within the pharmacy field? That's a great question. Well, I have a lot of of listservs that I that I'm a part of, so I try to get automatic email alerts when new guidelines come out, when new medications come out, new warnings and things like that. But I think we have a really good internal system within the VA itself as well that makes sure that that we know when information is changing or it's different. And I, I think that's one of the, the, the main ways that I've been able to stay current on all the information. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so what are some things that, that excite you about the future of pharmacy? Well, I think that many states are, are trying to push for provider status and, and, and trying to uh, achieve that. And, and my hope and my goal is, that's, is that basically they're able to get similar models in place like the VA has, because I truly believe that you know we can make a huge impact um, by taking a more direct patient role. Um, so I know that that obviously with the VA is unique and it has its own system with access to labs and all of the information that's necessary. But I don't see any reason why that the the, the process and the scope of practice that pharmacists has can't be replicated. So I'm really excited to see that. Um, and just kind of see that change a little bit so pharmacists are really more involved with patient care. Right, absolutely. Um, I think that there's a lot of of value uh, in having pharmacists on the care team, and I think that, you know, that multidisciplinary approach is certainly uh, becoming more and more than the norm. Uh, Things like uh, the collaborative practice agreements that – pharmacists are able to put in place, uh, working in systems like you do with the VA. Um, I think that that we've definitely got a lot of opportunity to do more and to be recognized for all of, all of the things that uh, pharmacists are trained to do. So that's helpful. And so Tim, uh, as our final question, what is some advice that you would tell your younger self or for other pharmacists out there who are just getting started in their career? Wow. That, that's, I think that's the hardest question you asked me on this. 
You know, honestly, one of the things that I found most helpful for me was not necessarily to focus on so much what I was passionate about and what I wanted to do when I was in school, but I made it a point to find out what I didn't want to do. And I got immersed in a lot of the different practice settings and things and took some very different and unique rotations. And I think that that really helped me give me a better picture of what kind of career path that I was going to take. And, and sometimes that can make it a little bit easier. But I think just in general, that as many different opportunities and as many different practice settings that you can expose yourself to, I mean, there's just so many opportunities out there for pharmacists. And I, I think it's important not to pigeonhole yourself so soon, especially if you're earlier in, in your career, um, in, in order to prevent your, for yourself from limiting the, those opportunities. Yeah, that's some really helpful advice. Uh, I, I too tried to take as many opportunities as I could get and uh, specifically chose very uh, different uh, rotation experiences just to be able to, to get a sampling of what all is available in pharmacy. And there's so many different routes that, you know, we can take now, which is, is really fun. And, um, you know, you can always change, uh, which is great too, but that's helpful to hear, um, some of that, those recommendations. And it was so great to talk with you on the talk to your pharmacist podcast. I'm very excited about all of the things that, uh, you and the other Tims are working on with your financial pharmacist and excited to learn more about the new online course for student loans. Thanks, Tim. Thank you, Hillary. Hi, everyone. If you like this episode, be sure to check out the show notes over at www.pharmacyadvisory.com. And if you're interested in the student loan course, I've got a link taking you over to their website. If you head over to my website at www.pharmacyadvisory.com slash student loan course. And you can learn from the Tims about all there is to know about pharmacy student loan courses. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group, for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening.